MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm RJ Bell with the Sports Betting Headlines for Thursday. Okay, we've got the draft tonight, and the number one pick, it's a clear favorite, Jabari Smith. And it's been a roller coaster today, but in the last few days, but Jabari Smith is the clear favorite to go number one. Number two, it's my friend Chat. I'm going to start calling him my friend from Gonzaga, and he is about 90%, 85% to go number two. So we got the first two, at least with the odds, lined up. And in the NBA still, we got reports about Kevin Durant and Irving and what's happening. And you know what? The odds are falling. Brooklyn's odds are dropping significantly in Vegas. We'll fill you in. Here comes the four out of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas, live on a Thursday, live on 226 FSR stations. Crush is great. Great nation. Draft tonight. I always like when we've got the odds. The odds 
on if it's the Oscars, if it's the draft, because nothing predicts the future better than the Vegas odds. And even if you're not a batter, and about half of our listeners by the studies don't even bet, but they want to know what Vegas thinks. And if there's ever a day for that to really be beneficial, it's on a draft day like this, because you're going to know who's going first and second and third, at least with a better chance than anyone else. And we'll get into that for sure today. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their buddies. He is the fan who beats a man, A.J. Hoffman. Thanks, R.J. Great to be here today. There's been an incredible roller coaster in the odds for the top pick. Kevin Durant said to be considering his options, depending on Kyrie Irving's situation. And the top, tw- the top quarterback in the 2023 class has committed to Texas. What is the Vegas lead? Yeah, I think that's a big story. Let's, let's touch on the draft first. And we'll do this in two ways. We'll start the show, start the hour with the big picture, the big story overview. And then we'll end the hour looking at the, the updated odds and maybe have a best bet in there. Maybe we'll see if there's an AJ best bet brewing. So let's talk about that roller coaster ride. What happened when it comes to the number one pick? So last night, there, you know, I guess around midnight Pacific time, the odds shifted to where now Paolo Bancaro is the favorite at minus 115. This was at about 11 o'clock Pacific time here. Kept rising Thursday morning to this morning at 5.30 Pacific time. Paolo was minus 200 to be the first pick. All right, so let's put this into context. Is Paolo <laughs> was, what, 20 to 1, McKenzie, as recently as Saturday, right? Yes, correct. So think about this. A 20 to 1 long shot, 5% chance at best. And then boom, 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 in four or five days – he was a minus 200 favor. And that was as of what time? That was uh, 5.30 this morning, Pacific. All right, so early this morning, Pacific time, he was the guy. And when you come from 20 to 1 to minus 200, that means you're getting paid 140th. Think about that. If you bet 100 on Saturday early, you would have had 2,000 if you're right. If you would have bet Thursday morning, this morning, you would have had $50. <laughs> 2,000 or 50 off the 100. That's how drastically things changed. And if you would have talked to me in my sleep at 5.30 this morning, by osmosis, I would have told you this thing's about a lock. I don't use the word lock. I would say it's almost a sure thing. Because we often talk about big steam late in markets like these usually means information. Yes. And when it was still yesterday, when... Uh, ben Caro was still what? He was still like plus 190, and then he even went up to what, like 250? Yeah. To me, even going from 20 to 1 to 2 to 1 is still a massive move. But when he wasn't the favor, it's like, hey, the market hasn't said he's the guy yet. Well, when he surges and he was the guy, I would have said, ah, done deal. But then the one thing. The Woj Bomb. The Woj Bomb. And this morning at about 5 o'clock Pacific time, Adrian Wojnarowski tweets. This morning at 5? Excuse me, 5.30. This was the tweet this morning. 5.30 Pacific. So, I guess 8.30 Woj's time. You know how it works Eastern is three hours? Yes. Okay. I agree. All right. So, what you're saying is pretty much right before that is when we had the best number. Yes. And then Woj comes out at 5.30 Pacific. That's 8.30 Eastern and says... 
as teams finalize to, to finalize boards today, the one, two, three of the NBA draft is increasingly firm per sources. Jabari Smith to Orlando, Chet Holmgren to OKC, Paolo Bencaro to Houston. Okay. That seemed like he was equivocating. It seems like he was saying, now let's be honest, can you say he's wrong? No. What I'm saying is, Woj isn't afraid to make a statement. It feels like he thinks, hey, this is the you know, odds on chance, but it doesn't sound like any, like, hey, we've got the number one pick. It's a very non committal way of saying the way he thinks well, the board is by, shaped. By non committal, it's saying you're not saying it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's saying his best guess right now, or informa- his info sources are telling him it's. Smith, et cetera. Okay, so Mackenzie, what was the reaction to the mark, betting market off of that Woj bomb? So they take it off the board about a half an hour, repost it. Smith is a huge favorite, minus 10,000. All right, so let's think. Minus 10,000 represents how much to win a dollar? 10,000 or $1,000 would win you $1. Okay, <laughs> so, so that's saying it's a sure thing. Now, to me, that's a mistake. All right, and I'm guessing the odds, and I know the odds kind of really shortened after that. So we don't have to go by the blow by blow, but give me the one or two big moves. It got as low as minus 130 for Smith, plus well, 110. Hold for on a second. Zero. So it was, it was a thousand to win a dollar. You said a thousand. Well, I guess a thousand to win ten dollars would be minus. Okay, so it'd be a hundred to win a dollar. Yeah. All right, a hundred to win a dollar, and then it becomes. What? Almost pick him. Minus 130. Smith was a slight favorite. So now it's almost like, okay, everyone's reacting to Woj. But but then the source that brought uh, Boncaro down still kept firing, it seems like, yeah. and said, we don't care. We're going, we'll bet right, right into Woj. So that move from, from 710 when it was minus 10,000, to to nine fifty Pacific when it was minus one thirty five. So you're talking about that, hours. that happens over a couple hours. Right then at nine at nine fifty, you get now he's minus two eighty. So the, it starts to push back the Is other he? way. Sorry, Jabari Smith goes back to minus two eighty. So the the Jabari Smith crowd says, "Okay, you've pushed this number low enough, and push it back the other way." Yeah, this is very unusual. Uh, sometimes you'll see. You know, let's be clear here. This is an information market. Now, what does that mean? It means that this isn't a game that's going to be played. Like, imagine the Super Bowl. Hey, look, steam on the Rams over the Bengals. What does it mean? It means that smart bettors that bet big money are saying the Rams have a better than 52% chance, 52.4% chance, let's say, to beat the Vic, to win and cover. That's, I mean, that means something. But there's no sure things with that. They just think the line maybe, you know, in this hypothetical, should have been six instead of three and a half or whatever. Here, what happens is when it's an information market, once the betting gets this extreme, it's usually a done deal. Someone knows something. Somebody, that's a great way to say it. Somebody knows enough to think it's a done deal. It's a cinch. In this case, to have two competing perspectives – Battling it out. I mean, this is like a hold my beer situation. Like, bat, 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 bat. And then it's like the line moves, and they say, oh, that's interesting. We're betting the other way. Bat, 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 bat. I, I don't think I've ever seen 
on an information market like this in such a short period of time. I mean, we've seen things like, hey, uh, Mac Jones is going to be the number three pick, and he's minus 400. And then all of a sudden it changes. Yeah, things change, usually not the day of the event. And usually, in fact, I don't ever remember there being two contingents here. Mackenzie, you've been doing this now a long time with me. You, you don't remember this, do you? Never anything like it, no. So I got to tell you something. I think I got an opinion here, and I think it's the fade Woj. I've got a... Because it's like everyone betting on Woj is betting on a known commodity. Everyone betting the other, or all the insiders betting the other way, got information that they think trumps them. I think there's going to be a lot of blind faith in Woj. And, and, and the, the wording on that tweet certainly was not definitive. Can I share a conspiracy theory? Yes. Someone gets to Woj and whoa, says... Whoa, whoa, stop, 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 stop. Gets to? Gets with Woj. All right. And says, why don't you put out a non-committal tweet that gives you plausible de- deniability? You're not uh, saying this is, is going to happen this or not. This is horrible. Do you know how much money he makes? Yeah. Do you know the limits on these bets are pretty modest? Like, what's what's DraftKings doing limit-wise? About $50 per bet. Yeah. Well, never mind then. <laughs> you got DraftKings, right? No. You might want to look into that. <laughs> they... Uh, now, listen. There's places taking more money. DraftKings is a very public book. That's just an example. Um... Take a look around, Mackenzie. Let's see what the big, bigger limit. Like, see what Chris is taking. You know, the offshores are going to take. Or bet online. Usually, Book, bookmaker was at a thousand a pop as of yesterday. All right. So, bookmaker.eu, one of the biggest books in the world, they uh, are not licensed in the U.S. And um, when you're betting a dime a shot here, if you're a syndicate, you can get twenty off. Because you're going to have a lot of ins. And so, what I'm saying is, it's not like even a normal college football game level limits, but still, you can get some money down. Yeah. So, it, it but not enough to risk your journalistic credibility. Yeah. And I'm not sure that there's a, when, well, I think he's making like like 12 million a year yeah. or something. I, I don't think he's, there's ever going to be that. Well, I'm saying it's not like he's saying this is the order. All he's saying is this is what I'm hearing the, the boards are firming up as. Yeah, but but again, the reason he gets paid that money is he's rarely wrong. Yeah, right. And I mean, you're right. There's always you can always burn your integrity one time. I, I think that if he ever would do that, and I have no reason to think he would, the check would probably be bigger than in this situation. Fair. But I do think, in a way, your crazy, unjustified conspiracy <laughs> theory speaks to the truth. It's just a different way, which is. Woj, I, I feel strongly, legitimately believed what he said, which was, hey, I got an opinion here, but I'm not saying it's a lock. So he has a strong opinion as of this morning what the order was going to be. Everyone took that very seriously. And when there's only $1,000 limits, a dime limit, it's going to be where you can say, I'm back in Woj, and you don't have to be a huge, I mean, a big better's is batting 1000 but I mean, you don't have to be a professional. You can put 1000 on it. Be a guy who owns a 7-Eleven in New Jersey. So, I think that the Woj effect that you're saying could have been a conspiracy is having that same effect, sure. which is a lot of people are saying we trust Woj. A lot of people are saying we trust 
this inside information. It seems like a lot of people are taking this tweet as if Woj said sources Jabari Smith will be the first mm-hmm. pick in the draft, and it's just not what he said. I agree. That's that. That to me. I mean, let's look at it one more time. As team boards finalized today, which he's saying that is in, I think it's future perfect tense, is it's <laughs> happening now and it's going to continue to happen, which is saying, they're, what does that say? They're not firmed up, finalized. This isn't a final product. By definition, he's saying the team boards are not finalized right now. But as, they, as the cake is cooking in the oven, I'm looking, it looks pretty good. <laughs> and from what I can see through the oven is... It looks increasingly firm, the cake, per sources, Smith to Orlando, et cetera, et cetera, Chet to Oklahoma City, Benchero to Houston. What's the current number? Minus 400 for Smith, plus 270 for Benchero, 23 to 1 for Holmgren to go number one. All right. Come on, baby, $80,000. <laughs> no, but we'll do an impromptu best bet right now. Well, you can't get down 80000 That's exactly right. <laughs> so it's not going to be eighty. All right, we'll do this. Hold on. $1,000 for cool G, as we call it back home. Are you at liberty to play for that, Stanley? <laughs> or would you prefer to play for smiles? There you go, 1000 But we'll make it a normal best bet on Bonchero to go number one. What do you think? At plus 270. I'm with you. It, it feels like that's the right side of this because... All of the money was being clearly being driven by a tweet. There was somebody who knew something last night that pushed Boncaro to the favorite. The tweet happens, a bunch of money pours in, and then there's pushback. That's the kind of tweet that is a a lock. It's just the wording is specifically not that today. This isn't Adam Schefter saying with the first pick the Jags are going to take. Like it's, it, it, it's it, there's a lot of room for interpretation here. Yeah, it's not like Schefter saying that Mac Jones is going third. True. <laughs> That's still we still got to do the thirty for thirty type <laughs> on that thing because I mean remember. Oh, all right. Uh, I think the last piece of the puzzle here. Is and you can give the odds on number two. It looks like whoever goes one, it seems like the other one is going three because Chad Holmgren minus five fifty to be the second pick in the draft by the Thunder. Yeah, and I'm seeing all the way up to eight hundred. So what is our latest number, McKenzie? Minus eight hundred consensus. Yeah. Okay. So minus eight hundred eight wins you a dollar, and. I'm excited. I'm going to be. I mean, let's be honest. There's not often the number one pick. You don't know what it's going to be. Let's say a half hour before. Do you remember the last time that we, like in the NBA? Yeah. Well, I know for sure it was um, Anthony. Who was the dude from UNLV that got picked? Anthony Bennett. Oh yeah, I know Wolf. for sure that was unlikely. <laughs> I mean, he was like seven to one. I mean, he was a big. He was like supposed to go seventh in that draft. But even even day of, he that was the expectation. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. that was a big shocker. Not a great pick. It turned out not. All right, so let's do this. Let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk about Kyrie, some other stuff in the NBA, and then. Though you have my best bet, we may have a second best bet before the end of the show. This is Draft Night. Stay tuned. And he's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words, 
I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. The odds right now. You know, Mackenzie, let's get an update. Let's get one right off the screen. See if anything's changed. Maybe Bookmaker. But it's going to be Smith favored to go number one. Banchero second favorite. And I have a bet that we did impromptu style right here on the show, live. What's, ha- what's happening? Money's coming in on Smith. He's now minus 600, plus 400 for Bancaro. So I played Bancaro at 400 plus four. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hmm. Maybe we won't do these live updates. <laughs> this, I, I mean, it's a, it just I shows li- how insane I this yeah, is. Yeah, I don't like that, though. I don't like that. Because like right now it's like it's been it's been kind of out of equilibrium the two camps and now one camp's winning, but who knows maybe someone ESP you know ESPN is going to kind of back their guy so maybe they're just chirping about it. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's talk about these three players. We talked about them a little yesterday, but I want to approach this a little differently. I want you to tell me the most appealing part of their game. Just one thing. I don't want to hear they pass and shoot. I want to hear one thing. This is their best skill. And then I want to hear what is the biggest concern? What is the biggest question mark? All right. So let's start with the supposed favorite to go number one, Jabari Smith. Three-point shooting. His biggest strength. All right. So... Is he was he one of the best three point shooters in all of college basketball? Up there. Okay. So the theory is we got a guy who physically isn't limited. Six ten. It's not like a Steve Kerr situation, but he can shoot really well from the yep. outside. Which let's be honest, if you think about the very best players in the NBA, other than Steph, which ones are elite three point shoot? Which ones would you say their three point shooting is the best thing about, about them. Mackenzie, put up the All-NBA. All right, because that? my point is, I mean, let's just think about some of them. Yeah? Yeah, Jokic, obviously, is not about three-point shooting. right? He's just a big man. Um, obviously, Embiid, it's not about three-point shooting. LeBron, it's not about three-point shooting, though it's become important to him. He's not an elite three-point shooter. right? Um, I would make the strong case that Luka isn't an elite three-point shooter. So as we continue through the first team, we've got Giannis, we've got um, who isn't an elite three-point shooter. We got Luca, we got the Joker, we got Jason Tatum, not elite. No. And we got Devin Booker from Phoenix. Uh, no, you wouldn't say elite, would you, Mackenzie? No. The best okay. three-point shooter on that list, besides Steph Curry, is Carl Anthony Towns. Okay, so but that isn't kind of the point. The point is, as we go through the rest of the list, there's really no one there that jumps. I mean, Kevin. Kevin well, Durant. I think Kevin Durant's better than Carl Anthony Towns. I, I love a horse game there. I'll, I'll make a big bet there, baby. But but let's agree, Towns is a great, a real strong outside shooting big man. Won the three point contest this year. Yeah, no doubt. So Durant. So we got th- what three guys? Let's look at the rest of the thirteen. Trey Young's on a. Uh, he yeah. doesn't shoot a great percentage. He has the biggest range out of, outside. Well, of staff. First of all, when you when you don't hit a big percentage, you don't have range. <laughs> <laughs> he takes them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but but you got to make them for it to matter, right? <laughs> so it is interesting that for as as much emphasis as three point shooting has taken on in the league that typically it's you're either a super athlete that is okay at it or you're real good at it like clay 
back in the day, let's say, but you but you don't have the rest of your game. Now, Clay had more game than most, but usually those three-point shooters can't bring it to the hoop. Yeah, I'm looking at the top 15 in three-point percentage this year. Of the top 15, there's only one guy you would consider a superstar player. That's Kyrie Irving, who finished ninth. Yeah, and that's a good segue. Well, no, I guess we got to do each of the players. Then we'll go into Kyrie because I want to talk about that a little bit. We are straight out of Vegas. But Jabari Smith it does have a very, a very well-rounded game. Yeah, but you're saying, but here's the thing: you're saying he's he would if he ended up being on the All NBA in two years, and it was the same other 15 people. Let's say one one wasn't there. LeBron isn't there. Let's say he's probably the third best three-point shooter. Yes. And I mean that's pretty strong. Yep. I mean, I mean that, that by definition is saying he's if he ends up being elite, he'll be one of the best three point shooters amongst the elite, at least the way the elite lays out today. Okay, when it comes to my buddy Chat from Gonzaga, let me guess on the the concern. The concern is durability. Yeah, weight specifically. But but is it that he's going to get he's going to get bossed around or bullied now or he'll get hurt trying to play an 82 game schedule? I think it's that he's going to get bullied around. I think that's big, people's biggest concern. His game just isn't physical enough for the NBA. All right, so we met, do you remember what was his name? Tayshon Prince yes. from Detroit. He was almost, he was like tall. Mhm. He might have been 6'10". Yep. He was slight. Very slight. Petite. It, it's a similar build, except Holmgren's taller. So, but how much taller? I mean, we when we say seven foot versus six ten, I'm just going to do the math here. That's two inches. It's very similar to how when Kevin Durant came into the league, and people were saying his his frame is so slight mm-hmm. that he's he's going to get. But Kevin Durant was a wing. Now we're talking about a, a post guy, a center. But is there even post guys anymore? You make a good point with that. You made that yesterday. I mean, they would. I think they'd have to pair him with a, a traditional big. Yeah, which there are a dime a dozen. I was hearing on Colin today, right here on FSR, is that um, there was a number of guys, one from Kentucky that was a big man, they said would have maybe went second round, and he's making more money with the name, image, likeness next year at Kentucky than he would have in the NBA if he was on a... Um, on a second-round contract? Well, maybe it's not a second-round... What's that called when it's a, two, a two-way? Two-way contract. Yeah, yeah. This, um, do we, and supposedly, if you're on a two-way the whole year, you make a half a million, is what they say. So, isn't it fascinating that you can make more... If, if you're on that border of, hey, being the 10th or maybe the 11th man on a team, you stay in, the, in college and make more money. Yeah. And in theory, you, your game improves because if you're in the NBA, you're not playing. You're not. They're not practicing, right? There's not a lot of scrimmages no. in the NBA after the season starts. So durability. Well, no, you're actually saying that. See, I don't see that. I see the durability. I don't see him. I mean, let's just say this: Did he get muscled in college? No. Nope, no. So, like, in theory, all the you know the great centers that he's going to have to be facing in the NBA have to play college at some point. Now, you might say, well, there's no good ones now. Well, maybe that's a sign that they don't matter as much. Yeah, and it, it, my big concern is when he goes up against the Embiid's or the Jokic's. But, well, but the, and when you say Embiid's... There's not... You know, a, yeah, you're uh, right. Who else is no, there? you're right. I mean, there's some centers, but they're not like MVP people. Yeah. 
I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is an example, right? I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, a guy I feel Chet Holmgren would feel comfortable dealing with. That's what I'm saying. So it, it feels like you get a cheap, you know, big center. And remember, OKC's on a multiple year plan here. They are not on a, hey, we're going to compete. You know, the theory being he goes second, they're not going to be competing next year. Okay. And so, he's an elite rim protector, right? like world-class already. And, and very skilled defensively. Yep. Like you were saying, blocking with both hands, always being in the right position. Apparently a lot of tenacity you wouldn't expect from a guy who's that petite. <laughs> yes. Right? All right, we are straight out of Vegas. Now, the th- number three guy, or number one, Banchero. Yeah, Paolo Boncaro is Banchero a... Banchero or Boncero? Boncero. I think it sounds like... I'm reading it. It says C-H. Yeah. So, he's just mispronouncing. Like orchid. <laughs> he's mispronouncing. <laughs> orchid? Yeah, like think of the, word, a, the word orchid. Ch, there's a ch in that. Orchid. Ch. No, no, that's not... <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, Boncaro, an uh, elite offensive player. He, he's going to score at I'm will. Sorry, offense isn't what... It can't be the elite Ar- Around the basket, mid-range, can score at three levels. Uh, good offensive rebounder. And You didn't hear me. We can't, you can't rattle off seven things. What is his best quality? It's scoring around the basket. All right. So, is that finishing or is that playing from the post? Both. Okay. I like a guy who can do that because the way the game spread out today... If you, even if you're not playing back to your basket, but if you get the ball at the foul line, I mean, Draymond, you know, when Draymond's effective, you see it. You know, so I like that style. What's the weakness? Defensive intensity. He's got all the tools to be a good defender. We haven't seen him defend at a high level in college. So you told me at one point, you said, well, he never plays defense really, but. He plays offense hard if it's a big game, like in, in the tournament. I said he had his biggest games in the tournament. So You said is, you didn't like that. Which, no, because to me, I'm thinking if it's a lack of effort in the regular season, it's one thing not to play defense. It's another to say, Coach K's last year, I'm on national TV pretty much every game. I'm not really going to try. I, I, when does that ever change? I don't know. I mean, what I'm saying is typically if someone's effort is an issue. It stays an issue. It stays an issue. James Harden, a guy whose effort's been questioned over the years, stays an issue. Future Hall of Famer, James Harden. Do you think he'll make the Hall of Fame? I do. But you th- you think it's worthy of the, the, the lambast him? Uh, no, I'm just saying I think he's a guy who gives very little effort on one end and makes up for it on the other end. And I think that's what Boncaro could be. I like in the NBA that we saw such an effort on defense from the two. I mean, the finals is usually like – a state of the union, as in this is what the league is today. This is what wins at the highest level. And a guy like Trey Young, I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, he gets time, but I'm not sure he can be the second. Can Trey Young be the, even the second best player on a championship team with that lack of D? And he's just an example of a guy, you know, that's, uh, that's all offense. All right. We got... I want to ask you about the the mysterious Canadian that apparently played in places they didn't have any video cameras 
and then he was going to play at Kentucky, but then he wasn't. I mean, this is a mystery. And I heard something about his interviews. Ugh. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Uh, Mackenzie, you know this story. Is um, A.J. came out here a couple years ago, you know, just for a, a visit. And he told me at the end of like a week that he once aspired to be a professional comedian. Yep. And I said, you haven't made me laugh one time this week. <laughs> like that you, Louis C.K. You did go to open mic night and stuff. I did huh? some open mics, yeah. But I wanted I to would, be on I Saturday Night Live. I wanted to be like a You were like a, a sketch, sketch actor. Comedian. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Your parents should have really woken you. I mean, they were just kind of it saying, was, you should dream, baby. That or host The Price is Right. Those were my two dream jobs. Oh, well, that's the fallback for everyone. Host The Price is Right. All right. Still we, mine. When, <laughs> well, there you go. When we come back, we are going to give you the updated odds for the NBA first, second, third, and fourth pick. Maybe an additional best bet. Maybe. And we're going to talk a little bit about Arch Manning in Texas. I think it's pretty meaningful. Stay tuned. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on... 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. R.J. Bell, we are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. We're going to have an updated odds on the top of the draft here in a moment. Let's talk about Kevin Durant now. So he's come out with a list of teams that he'd be open to. I think he has four years left on his contract if Kyrie and the Nets don't reach an agreement. And the list includes, oh, my, the Lakers, the Clippers. So they'd be both those teams would be the NBA favorites with him. Knicks, oh, he's just placating across, across from Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> Dallas, they'd be the they'd be the favorite, I think. Heat would be the favorite, and the Sixers would be the favorite. So I think every team except the Knicks on his list would be the favorite if they got him and didn't have to give anything up. You know, again, how that would work, I'm not sure, but you know, there's a lot of dead weight contracts around they could trade him for in picks. Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, Mavs, Heat. 76ers. What do you think, AJ? It sounds like a list of pretty good places to land. I, he didn't. He didn't put the Kings on that list. He didn't put the uh, the Magic on that list. I, I don't think there's no surprises here. Is what I'm saying. These are all teams that. It, no, I mean, I I think the Knicks is a surprise. And again, this list doesn't mean anything. But I think, you know, McKenzie's speculating, and I think he might be right. And Colin said something similar to that today. Is this an orchestrated? effort to put pressure on Brooklyn because if you think about it is if Brooklyn feels like they're going to lose I mean imagine if Kyrie doesn't get satisfied Durant leaves what do you got you're one of the worst teams in the league and this has all been a big waste you got Ben Simmons. And, and <laughs> oh yeah and and then the so it's all a big waste and but here's the funny thing if Kyrie signs or stays there a year. And if Simmons plays even how he did before, if we just eliminate the last playoff series he was in and he played like he did earlier that year, 
this is probably the favorite in the East, or certainly yeah. Brooklyn is amongst that top tier. And I, I also think the thing about Brooklyn we need to keep in mind, this is the proof positive. Do you think titles matter only, or a good performance matters even if you don't have a title? So let's say Atlanta last year, the Hawks, made the conference finals. It doesn't look like there's any scenario that they could have won the title. To win two more series was almost impossible against those level teams. But they were one of the final four teams in the league. Does that matter? Because if it does, then it sounds the Brooklyn thing, it feels like Brooklyn's looking for a title or they can deal with the nothing. And I think fans are. I think in general, AJ, and I'll get your thoughts in a second, but I think in general, if you have a lot of winning, you want championships. If you don't have a lot of winning, some winning sounds good. I think you're right, and I think it's franchise by franchise. I think the, the Nets, I think the Lakers fall into this too. It's You either win a title or you didn't win anything with, when you've got teams built like they've got. Whereas the Hawks, I don't think anybody saw the Hawks coming. And, and the fact that they got to the, the conference finals, their, their fan base is probably, wow, we actually mattered this year. That's fun. But Brooklyn entering the playoffs last year was the favorite in the entire league. Brooklyn entering the playoffs this year as a number seven seed was the favorite to come out of the East. Yeah. So what we're saying here, other than the randomness of, hey, his foot was one inch on the three-point line against Milwaukee Durant's, they came in as the favorite. You could make the case they were posi- they had in the first year when Durant was out by injury, they knew that was a lost year. So literally, you could say, and Colin's been saying, this is a disaster. They can't win it. And it's like, well, they had the injury year. Then they were the favorites entering the playoffs to win it all. And then they were the favorites in the East. The fact they didn't do it, you can say that's an indictment of them. Is it? Because last year it was all about injuries. And Kyrie's status. I mean, I mean I'm saying last year's Kyrie's injuries and Harden's injuries yep. against Milwaukee. And this year it was they traded for Ben Simmons and he couldn't play months later. So, I mean, I'm not saying they didn't make mistakes. I'm not saying the uncertainty of Kyrie doesn't matter but or the, the erraticness. But I'll tell you this, one thing about Kyrie. You know, he didn't get paid for those games. No. And you might say, well, of course he did. A lot of players have gotten paid. I mean, Deshaun Watson got paid. Got paid for the full season. Last year. Mackenzie, give us an update as we are ending. Jabari Smith is the favorite at minus 650 to go number one overall. All right, minus 650. Go ahead. Number two, Holmgren is the minus 750 favorite, the biggest favorite among the top four. To go number two. Yep. Number three, Paolo Bancaro is minus 400. And then number four, Jaden Ivey out of Purdue is minus 210 to be the number four pick. Okay, now let's do a little lesson on air. What are the most important words you're saying as you're saying this stuff? The the player's name. The odds and the And the player's name. So you can go if you want, but you you should be saying, okay, it's Ivey and he is. Minus 200 to go number four, Jaden Ivey out of Purdue. See, he wouldn't even do it that time. It's Ivey's minus 400. That's it. And then you, then you can take a breath and say, and that's for number four. You following? Yes. Ivy's minus 200. He's going to go number four. See, I didn't even know the, the number because of the way he was doing yeah. it. Are you taking Adderall without a prescription? <laughs> no. Maybe I, maybe I should. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Any closing thoughts on the draft? No, I, I do know that the Thunder would have taken Holmgren number one if they had the number one pick. 
How do you know this? I've been told by people who work for the organization. Boncaro would go number one if the Rockets had the number one pick. So everybody may end up happy in this situation. Everybody in the top three end up with the guy that they want, which is a rare thing. If Bob Barker didn't hear that, you should have. Come on down. You hire the next guy for the price is right. All right. If you missed any of today's show, including a breakdown of the odds on these top three, four draft picks and a a sort of a profile on all of them, check out the podcast, foxsportsradio.com. We're back tomorrow, 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.